Hello and welcome to Community Connection. I'm Iowa City Mayor Bruce Teague. The pandemic continues to cause a financial burden for many Iowans who through no fault of their own have fallen behind on bills, rent, or mortgage. Hundreds of millions of dollars are now available through the Iowa Rent and Utility Assistance Program and the Iowa Homeowner Foreclosure Prevention Program. Today we're going to discuss requirements and the application process for these COVID-19 relief funds. Here to help us understand how this program works is the Executive Director of the Johnson County Affordable Housing Coalition, Sarah Barron. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much, Mayor, for the opportunity. Well, this year has, the past year in 2020, was really rough for a lot of people um, within our community. What have you been hearing through your organization? Yeah, you know, we've been working on issues related to affordable housing for a very long time. And we know that even before the pandemic, there were many households in our community who live here and work here and are not able to afford housing in Johnson County. Um, however, the pandemic did make it much more of a serious issue for more people um, and a harder hurdle for others to get over. Um, lots of people had reduced hours, lost their jobs completely. Um, we're just really struggling to make ends meet. Um, many families also had increased costs because of the pandemic. All of a sudden they were looking at childcare they didn't have to consider before, medical expenses and other things like that. So we know that many, many households in Johnson County and across the country are struggling to pay their basic housing expenses. Yes, and financially you just went through uh, uh, various things that during the pandemic, you know, there was a decrease in income, but some expenses for individuals increased. And if you don't have, you know, your, your, the maintenance funds to even, you know, get through your day to day, that causes some challenges. But there is a program out that will help with Iowa rent and the utility assistance program through uh, IFA. Can you tell That's us? That's right. Can you tell us who's a, who, who can apply for those funds? Yeah, well, first let me say that there was some money available in 2020 as well for a similar program. That was funded by the CARES Act, um, and Iowa put some of their CARES Act money toward rent, mortgage, and utility assistance. After that money was gone, at the end of 2020, the federal government passed um, some legislation that included $25 billion for renters to help them pay their rent and utility costs. Um, the state of Iowa received um, a little north of 200 million of that money um, for all of the counties except for Polk County, which got its own funding. Um, and so now the state is working to get that money into the hands of, well, through the hands of renters to the landlords and the utility providers who have um, all faced unpaid bills together. So the people who are eligible for this program are renters. Um, they can be household of any size who have had some kind of financial impact from COVID. And it can be any of those reasons I mentioned before. If someone was laid off or lost their job, if they had their hours reduced, if they struggled to find work during the pandemic because there were fewer jobs available, and also people who experienced another kind of financial hardship like medical bills or who incurred significant expenses during the pandemic for things like childcare. 
um, the income threshold for households um, is 80% of our county's area median income. And that um, threshold is determined by the size of your household. So a one person household um, making a little north of $50,000 a year is eligible. For a family of four, that's closer to $80,000. There is a chart that shows all of those um, amounts in more detail at the IFA website, which we'll talk about in a minute. You just talked about there's a chart, right, to kind of figure out if you're eligible, but there is an eligible tool that people can get online to figure out um, actually if they are eligible. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because I know that'll help people try to determine uh, if they'll qualify for some funds. That's right. So anyone can go to the website iowahousingrecovery.com. Um, and the first thing that you'll see there is assistance for renters. If you click for more information, it will take you to a pre-eligibility screening tool where you'll enter some very basic information about your household, um, the county that you live in, how many people live in your household, and what your annual income was in 2020. Um, for people who don't know that information or haven't yet filed their taxes, they can also go off of their last 60 um, days of income. So current pay stubs for covering the last 60 days is another way to determine your eligibility. And what can the funds be used for? Well, right now, the state of Iowa is really focused on helping people to pay their back past due rent and utilities. So anyone who has a past due bill from any time since the pandemic began last March, they can apply for past due rent through the program. They can also apply for any past due utility, and that includes their electric and gas bill. It also includes their water, sewer, and trash removal bill from the city. All right, let's say I can afford my rent, but not my utilities, and I have past bills for that. Do I have to apply for both, or can those be applied for independently? You can apply for one or both. And you can also, if you have a past due rent bill right now, apply for that. And then if down the road in a couple of months, you have a past due utility bill or more past due rent, you can apply for that at a later date. So I know that applications for things like this is a new, is a new uh, process, right? Something new yeah. for individuals. Can you at least walk us through some of the basic things that people will see on their application? Yes, there are going to be a few documents that you need in order to successfully apply. And these, unfortunately, are pretty non-negotiable. So you're going to want to find them and get them all collected before you start your application. The first thing that you will need is a copy of your current lease. And that you will need whether you're applying for rent or utilities or both. You're also going to need proof of ID and proof of your current address. So if you have a driver's license that has your current address on it, that can work for both. Um, if you have a license or a state ID or a passport and it doesn't have your current address on it, we'll need to find some other document um, that you can use to demonstrate your current address. Your lease might be one of those things. Um, then you need a written past due notice. So you need a letter, an email from your landlord saying that your rent is past due and the amount that is owed. And same for your utility bills. So if you've gotten a late notice for your water or a late notice for your electric, you'll wanna get that together as well. And then the final thing that you'll need to be able to document is um, your income. So as I said, you can use your 2020 tax filing 
You can use your 2020 W-2s, or you can use the last 60 days of pay stubs that you have to verify your income eligibility. Um, in addition to that, you're also going to need the social security numbers or ITINs for every adult in your household um, and the date of birth for everyone in your household, adults and kids. Um, with those pieces of information and contact information for your landlord, um, you can complete the entire application. It sounds like a lot of things to, to do for the application. What have you been seeing as far as like those that your organization have been able to help? Yeah, you know, um, it is an online process. And so the first thing that some households may not have is access to a computer that they can reliably use to apply. Um, there are also language barriers that some households might face. Um, there is a risk that you don't have all the documents that you need. Um, and so one of the things that we recognized early on is that we wanted to come together as a community to provide support to households. So they're not trying to navigate this process alone. And so the Johnson County Affordable Housing Coalition, along with many partners throughout the community, has worked to provide in-person appointments for people who would like to apply for this assistance and would like someone to walk through it with them. I'm really pleased to say um, that anyone in our community who thinks they might be eligible for this program can call Johnson County Social Services um, and their number is 319-356-6090. And you can make an appointment with them anytime during their business hours, Monday through Friday, 8 to 4.30 um, all day, um, to sit down with someone and work through the steps together. The great thing about going to Johnson County Social Services is that the person who will be helping you is also someone who's familiar with all the other aid programs that are available in the community. And so not only can they help you to apply for your back rent and utility through this program, but they can also let you know if you're eligible for other kinds of support as well, which is wonderful. And we are also doing drop-in times at the Center for Worker Justice. And so three times a week, and the schedule varies a little, but for the most part, we're there on Mondays, um, 4 p.m. to 7 p.m., Wednesdays, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m., and Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., looking at some of those outside of the regular business hours times when households who want that assistance can come to the Center for Worker Justice. At both the Johnson County Social Services Office and at the Center for Worker Justice, we also have translators and people who are available to speak a number of different languages. Because again, we want to make sure that every single household that needs this assistance is able to apply for it. And having that language access is another way we can do that. We were very lucky to get a grant from the Community Foundation of Johnson County to help to pay for that translation. And finally, for households that are outside of Iowa City, they can go to their public library in Coralville or North Liberty and work with library staff who have also trained themselves on how to complete this application and can provide not just technical assistance, but also some guidance as people work to apply. Um, you know, I'll be honest, Mayor, it's not going to be the simplest thing someone has ever done, but everyone who needs this money people who have been struggling to pay their housing costs deserve to get this money. The government has made it available because they know the scope of the need and they know that people being able to stay safe and stable in their homes through this pandemic is one of the best public health measures we can take. And so this money is there to help renters, to ensure that no one loses their home because of the pandemic and that we can stay safe and stable and recover not just 
with our health, but also with our economic stability um, as we move forward together. I really like what you just mentioned about the government playing a role in ensuring that people are staying safe in their home through this financial assistance. What I really like about it is that these funds help individuals. We hear a lot about businesses receiving the PPP money, but these are funds for individuals um, throughout the United States, and specifically the funds that we're talking about is here in our local community. So, so happy about that. But now there are, you just talked about renters, right? Mm -hmm. but, but there are people that own their homes and they have mortgages. And so I know that there is a program through the Iowa Homeowner Foreclosure Prevention uh, Program. Can you tell us a little bit about that for homeowners that are seeking and in need of assistance? That's right, Mayor. You know, it is not just renters who are experiencing this kind of financial uncertainty. We have heard from many homeowners who are very worried about their loan going into foreclosure and possibly losing their house. And we were really pleased that the state of Iowa made some of its own money available to help with foreclosure prevention. So if you have started to receive foreclosure notices from your mortgage servicer um, or you're behind in your mortgage, I encourage everyone to go to that same website, iowahousingrecovery.com and click on the, the link for homeowners. Um, they are assisting with up to four months of mortgage costs and they have a system of prioritization so that the people who are the closest to losing their homes can receive the assistance first, but anyone who's concerned about a past due mortgage bill should apply and get their information in there um, so that they can determine their eligibility for that help. Now you just mentioned that they'll go back four months worth of, <laughs> worth of assistance. Um, is there anything else that we should know about um, how much individual assistance can be received? The total limit for the assistance is $3,600 which may not be a, four, a full four months for some people, but that's the limit right now. Um, so uh, up to four months, up to $3,600. Um, and again, they're prioritizing people who are closest to foreclosure. Um, there are also a lot of other wonderful resources in the community that were designed to help people before COVID um, that can help with things like a past due utility bill, and other services. So I really, again, strongly encourage anyone who's feeling uncertain about what their options are to contact Johnson County Social Services or the Affordable Housing Coalition to learn more about all those programs. Our own city of Iowa City has a program that many people may not know about that can help people to pay their utility bills um, or to receive a lowered cost of their utility bills. And so we wanna make sure that not just we're helping people um, recover from a short-term financial crisis, but also that we're connecting people to those other resources that are out there that can help with their home energy costs, with their utility costs, and provide some other supports as well. Um, so those two organizations are places where people can go to learn more about those programs as well. Well, the homeowner assistance program through the foreclosure uh, uh, application process that you just mentioned. I think that's a great opportunity for people, but you're right. Um, someone, their mortgage can be more than $3,600 where they have passed due amounts, but there are other resources that I think um, are available, which people should check out. Um, but going back to the this mortgage opportunity, what are the documentation needs that homeowners would have to submit 
when they submit their application? So this program is different than the other one. It has different eligibility criteria and different documentation. Um, the first thing that you'll need is that um, past due statement from your mortgage servicer. You're also gonna need two different statements of income. One, what your income was before COVID, and then a second statement of your income showing how your income has been reduced since COVID. So basically something that can show an income loss. And that might be a, a paycheck. It might be if you're a gig worker, like an Uber driver or a Lyft driver, it might be printouts of what your revenue was before and after the pandemic, um, but something that shows that you've had an income loss. Those are the two main pieces of information that you'll need in addition to um, the, the social security number and date of birth for the members of your household. Deadlines, what are deadlines for either of the two programs that we talked about? We talked about the rental assistance, the utility assistance, and now the mortgage assistance. What are the deadlines? Well, um, more or less the deadline is until the money runs out, but there are some caveats to that. Um, the, the applications for the mortgage assistance should probably run out before the rental assistance. So you do want to get that information in as soon as possible. Right now, the state is um, imagining that that money will probably be available through about September. Uh, the rent and mortgage or the rent and utility assistance program, rather, um, it has a lot more funding and it will probably be available through at least the end of the year. The other piece of that, though, is that Congress passed another housing recovery bill that has more money um, to help households pay their housing costs. And that's another $20 billion on top of the $25 billion that we're working through right now. So we are expecting that there will be quite a bit of support still to come. Um, and what we're waiting to find out is how quickly the state is going to be paying this money out to landlords and utility providers. So that, and that will help us to have a better idea of how long it will last. Well, thank you for all that you and the Affordable Housing Coalition of Johnson County, of course, is doing here um, during this time because it's very important. Who would have thought that we would have been dealing with a real pandemic where people's livelihood is being affected to the degree that you've seen and, and that I've seen in our community. So thank you for all the work that you've done and will continue to do within our community. Thank you so much, Mayor. And I do just wanna say one more thing to people who are watching this, who are really concerned that they're going to be evicted before this help comes. Um, we have uh, additional funding that can help people who are right on the verge of eviction right now. And if you have an eviction hearing scheduled, or if you're very concerned about eviction, if your landlord has been mentioning they're looking at eviction, I encourage anyone watching this to call Shelter House directly um, and, and tell them about the situation and they have other money that can help um, prevent eviction. So this money that we talked about earlier, the, the rent and utility assistance is a great resource, but it will take a little bit of time for people to apply and get those bills paid. So if you're in an emergent situation, please don't wait, apply for the money, but also contact Shelter House um, and let them know what you're facing and they can help work with you and your landlord to prevent an eviction. Um, there is also an eviction moratorium right now. Um, you have to file some paperwork in order to be protected from eviction. And so someone at Shelter House or someone at Johnson County Social Services or the drop-in centers um, that I mentioned earlier can help you fill that paperwork out as well. And that lasts through June 30th. But again, 
um, you're only eligible for that protection if you file some paperwork with your landlord. So it's great to check in with someone and make sure you've got all the, the T's crossed and I's dotted before you rely on that protection. Great, great information, a lot of information for those within our community and for individuals that actually don't have the need for mortgage assistance, rent or utility assistance, or even face an eviction, you may know someone. And I think this, you know, the video that we're talking about today could be really beneficial. And so I encourage everyone to share this with individuals that they know are struggling because you never know. Um, it That's just true. might be the one key that keep them uh, surviving another day. So thank you so much for all that you've done. Really appreciate you and the Johnson County Affordable Housing Coalition. You're, you're all awesome and amazing and really appreciate you being in our community. Thank you so much, Mayor. Um, you know, it's been a hard time for so many people and the leadership that the city has shown and the ways that it has been willing to work with households and businesses to get through this together has made a big difference. And we're gonna keep working together to make sure that um, everyone is even stronger on the other side of this pandemic. We are in this together and thank you so much. Thank you. That's our show for today. For more COVID-19 resources, visit icgov.org slash coronavirus. There you will also find details for the city's face covering order. We'll be back again soon with another episode of Community Connection. Until then, stay safe, Iowa City.